Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And for those of you who are checking out the Newsreel for the first time, uh, on this show we cover current movie and TV news. But before we do that, let's get into our TNR question of the day, shall we, Jeremy? So All this right, week's... We Oh, yeah, sorry about that. So, so this week, uh, we are actually um, just uh, we're going to the well another time. Uh, it's going to be from Lights Camera Barstool, I believe. And it's their Instagram. They actually posed this question. And I thought it was actually a pretty good one. Again, you know, it's like one of those go-to Instagram uh, accounts. So they ask, what is the worst movie you've ever seen at the theaters? Hmm. You want me to go first, man? Yeah, of course. All right. So I was thinking about it for a while. I don't feel like I've spent like gone to a movie like so bad like that. Really, st- I feel like I blocked a lot of them out. Uh, I was almost gonna say, "Oh, Ghost Rider Two: uh, Spirit of Vengeance," but that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Actually, um, <laughs> I just know it's not good. But there's one that every time I think about it. It makes me cringe. And it's After Earth, starring Jaden Smith and Will Smith, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And, dude, I remember watching the trailers, and I was like, oh, this looks, like, kind of good. And just watching it, man, um, I basically did a double feature type thing. Like, I think it came out the same time as... um, Iron Man 3. So what we decided to do uh, was just sneak into After Earth <laughs> uh, first <laughs> while uh, and then watch Iron Man 3 after that. Even though we watched Iron Man 3 before, we watched uh, After Earth and just watching that movie, it's like the most... It's so boring. And Will Smith, literally, from the beginning of the movie, he's like out of commission his character and then by the end of the movie he stands up and then that's the end of the movie it's like holy crap that honestly i don't remember anything that happens in that movie i just remember hating that movie so much wow what you know on the on the plus side at least you didn't pay for it (laughs) because i mean I, i feel like both of us are very similar in that you know, we you know, we don't really want to waste money, right? Because I mean movie theater the movie theater experience, although it's my favorite uh movie watching experience, it could get pretty pricey, especially, you know, when you factor in like popcorn or candy, et cetera, et cetera. Or even sometimes you get a full meal because you know you're you know, you're coming out of work late or whatever, you don't have a, a chance to go eat. You don't want to eat too late, so you eat at the theater. Um but man, yeah, I feel like something like After Earth is something that you actually have to go in not really expecting to or like, you you know, you have some expectations, but you don't really know too much about it. So you're intrigued and you go. And at least for you, you went like uh, like on the same day where you were watching Iron Man 3, you'd have to pay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I never really uh, movie hop. But that movie, I swear, you know how sometimes when you're so dissatisfied with a movie that you can just like leave the showing early and get your refund? 
I swear, I would have told everyone if if that movie was airing like today, I would tell everyone who bought a ticket just get out of here and go refund your money right now because that's how bad that movie is. And when I see it streaming anywhere, I'm like, ah, <laughs> what a waste what? of time. Oh my goodness! So it's like, uh, man, it's that bad, huh? Like where yeah. <laughs> you you you're like, oh, dude, that's what? Did you stay the whole time? Yeah, we stayed. The, yeah, we stayed the whole time because oh, we were killing time for the Iron Man three showing. Oh shoot! So I was like, man, that's two hours or whatever the runtime is that you'll never get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really wish we just were doing something else. But you know, I was in high school and I was like, oh, whatever. We're watching a movie, and it made Iron Man three look like a freaking Oscar movie. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, as uh, I mean, if, for those of you who uh, watch part six of our MCU, um, our our latest episode, I mean, Iron Man three really isn't really that high up on Jeremy's uh, ranking. So that should tell you how bad After Earth was. Yeah. So, yeah definitely don't recommend it if you see it streaming anywhere just try to block it or something <laughs> you would think it would be at least like mediocre if, if you got m night Shyamalan making a movie with uh will smith as the headliner but i guess not yeah that's that's what i thought too but nevertheless <laughs> how about you man uh, well for me you know what and i don't know if this is the absolute worst of all time but uh it's actually the first movie that i thought of when i read the uh you know when i read the post on instagram and so um the movie that that i am bringing up is the nun and i know that um recently on hbo max and and, and in, in the theaters they did release the third installment of the conjuring and um, I guess for those of you who don't know, The Nun's actually the earliest prequel, like in the in the timeline, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not totally caught up to with the the Conjuring universe, but yeah, I think it from what I've heard and what my friends have told me, I think that's what the that movie is. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm. Uh, you, you know, I think again, I mentioned how usually I'm pretty picky with the movies that I watch. It'll be either, you know, like a, a pretty big franchise popcorn movie, or I like to kind of pay attention to reviews or Rotten Tomatoes scores or, you know, like stuff like that before I go in knowing, okay, I'm going to spend the what, 10 to 15 or sometimes close to $20 on the movie ticket plus snacks and everything. And so, for the nun, this one was a little bit more of a spur of the moment thing. Where you know, uh, I had just gotten done uh, eating dinner with some friends or whatever, and I guess uh, a couple of my friends just wanted to like just hang out a little bit longer. So they're like, "Hey, do you want to watch the nun?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." It seemed kind of interesting, and I kind of knew that it was related to the Conjuring universe, um, and from the trailer and some of the commercials, it seemed like it was okay. You know, I was like, okay, go in with no expectations and maybe they'll surprise you. Um, and so when it actually started, I was just like, Oh, it was, oh, it was an okay opener. You know, they're setting everything up and you're like, Oh, here we go. There's going to be some scary stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, in the middle, I was like already kind of dozing off. It was just boring AF. And then by the time the reveal of the nun came out, man, it was so goofy looking. I was like laughing 
and it wasn't even funny it was just it was just that horrible mm. and yeah it was just so bad and just i don't know it was goofy and i was curious because you know like i was going to mention the nun for this i i looked up the rotten tomato score actually do you want to guess what it was uh 14% no actually 24 it was a little bit better <laughs> but, mm. i wonder where yeah. after earth is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should probably look that up oh uh, i'm scared to go on rotten tomatoes because of uh fast and furious i don't want to get spoiled uh, no, for I our uh, next episode you know uh after earth was worse 11 percent. Ooh, ooh, yeah that's tough <laughs> all right jeremy well again like we've mentioned uh recently i am the tv guy and uh you know let's uh i guess lead off the newsreel with uh the tv topic for this week and so uh i was uh kind of looking through the this you know this past week's news and i saw that season three of succession uh succession is finally set to premiere this fall on HBO because obviously, you know, with all the uh, delays and everything because of the pandemic, um, they are scheduled to have the season three premiere uh, coming this fall. Uh, I don't think there's a set date yet, but uh, I remember that even though season two premiered in the fall of 2019, I was a little bit late to the succession party. And I ended up finally binging both seasons actually fairly quickly during the during the pandemic because there was nothing else to do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. And uh, I think I mentioned it on a prior uh, podcast episode where I think we were talking about like best shows of the last year or whatever. And I remember this being like top two or three of 2024 me. Uh, but quickly, I know this isn't really my TV topic question, but other than the couple times that I've mentioned Succession, have you heard much about the show? You know, besides yourself, I don't hear too much about it. I feel like that's considering how much you rave about it. And I trust a lot of your judgment on TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is there enough like marketing going on with this show? Because I don't feel like it. I feel like. If anything, it's an underrated show right now, from what you're telling me. And it's a, a bit of a hidden gem, under-the-radar type of show. Yeah, I'm like surprised it doesn't get more publicity, um, especially it being um, usually... I mean, usually airs on the prestige night for HBO, you know, because they do like to have those weekly releases, and they have it on Sunday prime time, you know, in, in um, every Sunday. And so, I mean, uh, just to kind of give you like the quick overview of what it, like, you know, the quick IMDb like uh, preview of what it's about. Uh, it's about a basically a family. They're called the Roys. The um, and they, how would I describe them? Uh, they're it. They're an eccentric family. We'll just say, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, they're they're a powerful company. Uh, they are. I guess the, they're at the head of this huge global media conglomerate and they even have a hospitality arm of their conglomerate and everything, their empire. And it just, you know, like there's this old head and they're trying to figure out who the next successor would be. It's mm, okay. the name succession. So, I mean, that's kind of like the most general way that I can describe it to you. And so um, I would recommend it for sure. And so, but I wanted to segue into the actual 
question. And here's the one that I have for you. Obviously, it's one of the shows that I'm looking forward to the most uh, that's coming out in 2021. And so my question to you is, is there a TV show that you're pumped for that's scheduled to be released in 2021? Yeah, like just like you, a lot of uh, shows have been pushed, obviously, because of the pandemic that already they're supposed to come out uh, earlier this year. Actually, I'm going to be talking about a, a show that was supposed to come out this early this year, but because of the pandemic, it got pushed back. Uh, but the first show that comes to mind is a bit of a, deci- a divisive one, I would actually say. It's Titans uh, that actually was premiered on the DC Universe um, streaming service. Then now it's going to be on HBO Max. So uh, they had their first two seasons already. Um, it's on HBO Max right now too. Uh, it's A lot of the show is hit or miss, I believe. But th- just those characters, uh, the DC characters of, uh, I guess technically the Teen Titans characters... Um, and they're more adult and the tone's a little bit darker in the show. I'm pretty excited to see what they're going to do for season three, just because the finale of season two was so bad. <laughs> like, oh, honestly, no. <laughs> it, honestly, it was like a whole different show. Like when watching season two, I'm like, okay, yeah, and this happens and that happens. I'm like, okay, that was pretty good. And then just the last episode, it's like, who who made this last episode? It's It was something worse than you would see on the CW. Wow. It, it, was, on, <laughs> it was on par of that uh, the gum commercial episode. <laughs> <laughs> in in Smallville, man, it was like that. J- but oh my goodness. just for the but in the Smallville one, you knew it was like freaking. They knew they, they what they were doing, right? Like yeah, it was, it was basically fi- it was like, a filler episode, and they're obviously trying to do some sort of collaboration just so that they can get, I guess, more eyes on it. I mean, obviously, it was a horrible episode, but they knew what they were. It wasn't like a finale uh, of a, to a season. Yeah, exactly. Because normally you save the best uh, for either mid-season finale or uh, season finales, right? You and basically, it's the culmination of the whole season. And literally, it felt like they didn't know how to end the season, and then so they just ended it however way they could. It felt so rushed, and some of the decisions that, and even just the plain editing in that episode was horrible it was Mm. it was so bad so i'm hoping i'm surprised actually that it got a season three um i mean i like the show obviously i'm looking forward to it and i'm hoping that they can redeem themselves in season three if not uh if if season three is not good i don't know if i'm gonna keep watching you know you're just gonna bail huh yeah i was i oh well i I wonder if it was (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, I, I was I was wondering if uh, I don't know if they got like the budget for uh, what was the it was the DC streaming right their whatever their channel is yeah did they announce if the show was going to be on HBO Max for season three therefore I guess leading to a higher budget you think that would actually increase the chances of a higher quality season three mm, I think it's possible 
because uh, at least from what I was following before, between season two and three, I heard it was almost going to go to CW. And I'm like, oh, they're definitely going to lose a lot of their budget. Because I think the DC streaming service is uh, pretty much defunct now. Yeah. It's basically no longer is this. Everything just trying, moved over to HBO Max, which I'm kind of happy with. Um, but it seems like they ha- at least have a little bit of confidence in season three that they didn't just dump it on uh, the CW. CW, yeah. Because yeah. I think, uh, well, we know some of the budget budgetary <laughs> limitations that CW shows can uh, kind of inflict in, in some of that. Because especially like in shows where, you know, there are special effects that may be prominent within the storyline. And so they kind of blow that on a couple episodes, maybe whether <laughs> yeah. it be a premiere or a, a, like you said, a mid-season finale or just the straight up finale. Yeah, because I've definitely seen like when um, Supergirl, Flash and Arrow, Arrow were all streaming at the same time. I definitely saw the same set <laughs> like on all three, like in the same season sometimes. Just re- oh redressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I mean, just to quickly, quickly answer my own question. I mean, I think I mentioned it last week when we were talking about Apple TV, Apple TV Plus and uh, The Shrink Next Door. For me, it's the show, obviously. It's coming on uh, in less than a month now. It's, it's easily Ted Lasso season two for me, if mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Succession season three. So, yep, just... I've been pipping that show for a while now. Yeah. (laughs) Apple TV plus. All right. Got it. I got to catch up. on. I mean, I got to do that. I'm going to mention actually uh, a show, but I'll leave that for the weekly real podcast that I've been catching up on. Ooh, it's a nice, nice little teaser. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how usually I am the movie guy here on the the newsreel but i actually also had some tv tv news i wanted to share with you just because we're going to be talking about halo and can you know that we love halo you you basically introduced me to halo you and the the older cousins and all that stuff Uh, basically me playing halo as a six-year-old kid (laughs) probably shouldn't (laughs) have been playing halo but nevertheless i was podcast don't judge me um i was being uh the cool cousin (laughs) yeah (laughs) no regrets man because i'm still hooked on halo we're like the only reason why we 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 buy xbox still is because of halo (laughs) um but halo has been in development whether it be a movie or tv show since forever like uh, neil blomkamp who did district 9 was supposed to make a halo movie and that basically became district 9 so that's why some of the elements of district 9 uh look very halo-esque um but now we're finally getting a halo tv series kind of uh, uh i think it's supposed to be a prequel to the first halo so it's kind of in that same vein but um as much as we're you know big halo fans uh, unfortunately i do have some bad news for the tv show it's it's been in production i think they're actually been filming season one and they're close to uh wrapping production on season one from what i've been reading unfortunately both showrunners uh well one left about midway through filming and then now we just heard that the second showrunner of the Halo TV series is also leaving. Um, so 
Well, basically, do you think this Halo series is going to get off the ground? It's supposed to be a premiere on Paramount Plus, but considering such the de- developmental hell that it's been stuck in, do you think it's actually going to come to fruition, or do you think it's just they're going to try to push it to the side and it's going to just die pretty much? Ooh, you know what? I th- well, I'm an optimist. I I feel like um, I it sounds like they're pretty far along, you know. And, and I feel like they've got like from what I read after you mentioned to you know say like, hey we're talking about Halo on Paramount Plus. From what I've read, it seems like they for sure will have one season. I feel like they have enough content. There's enough source content because you know they have the the Halo books and everything that came out. Um, I. It came out a little after the the first um, Halo, right? Combat Evolved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got like what Fall of Reach and all those other ones. But um, I feel like, well, that latest showrunner—I forget the name. I, I didn't. I should have saved the the article actually in front of me. But that second showrunner that you're talking about, I hear he's leaving after season one. Oh yeah, and yeah. So, Stephen Kane. There you go. Yeah, Stephen King. Thank you. He's he's leaving after season one, and so I, it sounds like they're gonna be able to eventually get um, season one off the ground sometime next year in 2022. I hear It's just, I guess, if they do decide to pick it up for a season two, they that's the thing that's up in the air in terms of um, you know who will take this on as the main showrunner or showrunners, and I feel like. It sounds like they'll probably have season one end, like in terms of okay, they can end it if it, if it was like a, a a mini series. But if they decide to do a season two, they can they'll leave it op- open ended enough to have a season two. I feel like that's how season one will go. So I'm gonna say yes, they'll have it. The show. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. But I'm I'm always like, uh, especially with these Halo movie or TV projects, I've been so. Uh, bummed out because I've been disappointed every time I hear something like is about to basically be released and then they don't release it and uh, but I'm kind of hopeful but it's a bit scary to always hear news like this because especially if the showrunner is just leaving after one season it's like uh oh it's understandable if they leave after like two seasons but at least they can baby it pretty much for two seasons and it's not unheard of to s- switch showrunners or anything like that sometimes that's even a a good thing when the the show is kind of on its uh, last legs pretty much to give it a bit of an oomph but hearing this when the first season's not even out yet gives a little bit of a wary feeling but halo i feel like is a property that i would definitely sign up to be on paramount plus just to watch it yeah same uh you know and i th- think with this especially if it it does get a, a a little bit of good buzz that and uh the show that i mentioned maybe several weeks ago uh the offer which would be the big uh, the limited tv series about the uh behind the scenes um look basically of what the making of the godfather was in 1972 i feel like these two shows would get me enough to at least temporarily subscribe for 4.99 it's because the price is actually pretty good and you know like especially with us being halo fans 
Halo Infinite is on the horizon for later this year. Maybe they'll be able to kind of build that momentum uh, and excitement for a, uh, a Halo TV uh, series. And best case scenario, I and mean, you're talking about like, you know, the concerns and they're valid concerns about, you know, uh, someone leaving after season one. You got to remember Damon Lindelof, you know, of, I mean, I mentioned it last week, The Leftovers obviously mm. lost, but he also did uh, Watchmen on HBO. And he said, oh, I'm only doing season one and I'm out after that. And I thought season one was groundbreaking and really could have a season two if they really wanted to, if there's enough money to do so and someone wants to take on that project. But Damon Lindelof, uh, Damon Lindelof just said, okay, I'm going to do season one, but beyond that, I'm not doing any more. So hopefully there's a precedence for it being a really good, successful season one and a showrunner leaving and not coming back for season two. Yeah, definitely. Because Halo, Halo needs to beat this video game curse. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, freaking Sonic the Hedgehog. And I saw that movie. It was okay. <laughs> I wouldn't put it in my favorite video game movie. Uh, but hopefully we get to see this Halo TV series. Um, I think now it's projected for early 2022. Right. Exactly. So I'm definitely looking forward to at least checking it out. Maybe try that free uh, month trial that they do have going on that they're advertising. Yeah, that would be nice. So, uh, Jeremy, um, you know, we have our main show coming up. Uh, do you want to preview what we have for the Weekly Reel podcast. Yeah, so next Monday we're going to be talking about Fast or F9. Because I don't know how they're naming all their stuff now. <laughs> uh, basically, <laughs> we're going to get Don Toretto back versus John Cena. <laughs> and do, 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 do. Dude, you know how we're big wrestling fans here. And I guess it's interesting to say see John Cena in Fast and Furious. I think that's the best way like we can... Uh, promote F9 and uh, we wa- we watched it and it's a bit of a crazy movie <laughs> to say the least and we're gonna uh, let out all our good and bad feelings on uh, July 5th that Monday yeah that was a very interesting movie experience when we watched it in theaters opening weekend Wow. Yes, there was uh, not even just from what was on the screen, but what was happening on my right side. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. actually all around us, but that's true. Stay, t- stay tuned for the Weekly Reel podcast on our episode on, was it F9, the Fast Saga? Fast saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the, I think that's the official title. But anyway, uh, before we call uh, this another episode, another edition of the Newsreel, uh Definitely follow us on um, social media. We have a Facebook. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna lead with Facebook this week. Um, right. We also have a Twitter and Instagram. Uh, what are our social media handles? So if you want to find us, search at Weekly Real. Yes, at Weekly Real across the board. Try to make it easy for you guys. So. Uh, On behalf of Jeremy, we want to thank you again for checking us out, and we'll see you next time on The Real. Real.